Hello again and welcome back to Daily Devotions with North Clay Baptist Church. We are continuing in our one-year Bible reading plan and today we'll be reading in Exodus chapter 21 through 23. Now, in yesterday's reading, we ended with God coming down on Mount Sinai to meet with his people. And before we jumped into our reading today, I did want to make a quick comment about yesterday's devotions. Um, If you uh, recall, I mentioned that in order for God's people to be able to stand in his presence, they needed to be cleansed and needed to be prepared before they could stand in the presence of a holy God. And we went on to focus on the active obedience of Christ, which uh, gives us an alien righteousness so that we may stand before God's throne. And I wanted to quick make sure to highlight the distinction between the atoning work of Christ and the active obedience of Christ. You see, Israel needed to be cleansed. And it's not the act of obedience of Christ that cleanses us, but it's his blood, the blood that was shed on the cross that cleanses our sins. And yet, even if our sins are wiped away, we still need a righteousness to stand before God's throne. We not only need our debts cleared, but we need a positive righteousness in order to, be, to, to stand before the Almighty God. And so I want to make sure to highlight Even though it seems like theological nitpicking, I wanted to highlight this important distinction that it's the blood of Christ that cleanses us, and it's also His active obedience that gives us an alien righteousness so that we may stand before God's throne. And so not only does Jesus remove our sins as far as the east is from the west, but He also imputes to us His righteousness so that we may enjoy communion with God. And so now that we've kind of covered that, we'll pick up in chapter 21. And in our reading today, we are going to read a lot about different laws. God is uh, beginning to give his people his law. And you'll notice that throughout the Old Testament, the way that God functions with people is he makes covenants with them. And all covenants come with covenant laws. And so he's giving Israel laws, laws about keeping slaves, laws about restitution, laws about social justice, laws about the Sabbath and different festivals. And towards the end of our reading today, we'll read that God promises his people that they will conquer the promised land. And it's in that section of our reading today that I wanted to highlight a couple verses for us. So if you turn to Exodus chapter 23, we're going to look at verses 21, or excuse me, verses 20 and 21. And there, here's what we read. Behold, I send an angel before you to guard you on the way and bring you to the place that I have prepared. Pay careful attention to him and obey his voice. Do not rebel against him, for he will not pardon your transgression, for my name is in him. So Israel is told, as God is promising them, that they will conquer the promised land. They are told not to rebel against this angel. Now, an angel is, uh, simply means messenger. They uh, brought forth messages from God, and yet they were told not to disobey this angel And they are told that he will not pardon transgressions. And so there's some interesting questions in there. Some people look at this as a theophany, which is a a sort of appearance of a pre-incarnate Christ. Now, whether or not this is actually a theophany, I'll leave that to people uh, much smarter than I am. But regardless, we see that Israel is told not to disobey because he will not pardon their transgressions. And this is something that we've covered already uh, throughout the book of Exodus, is that no sin can go unpunished. All sin must be dealt with, and it requires some form of punishment. And the promise for God's people is that their sin has already been atoned for in the person and work of Jesus Christ. So when we read passages like this, um, our current Christian culture wants to read something along 
something like this, and they want their thought process goes something like this. Well, I'm so glad that we have Jesus now, and not this harsh God of the Old Testament. But if we're going to understand the totality of Scripture, we recognize that the God of the Old Testament is the God of the New Testament. And the God of the Old Testament would not pardon sin, and neither does the God of the New Testament. But the beauty of the gospel is not that we have a God who suddenly is flippant about sin or does not care about dealing with sin, but that He has provided a way for sin to be dealt with on behalf of His people, namely through the person and the work of Jesus Christ. And so, as we read sections like this, we should recognize Israel was charged to obey this angel. And when we read this, we should recognize that God charges us to obey Him. And yet our salvation is not dependent upon our own obedience but it's dependent upon the obedience of Christ. And the reality is, is that if it were, if salvation were dependent on our own obedience, our sins would not be pardoned. We, because we have failed to uphold God's law perfectly, we recognize that we would not be able to accomplish salvation were it not for the work of Jesus Christ. And so we praise God that our acceptance isn't dependent upon our own righteousness or our own ability to obey His law but rather we praise Him that Christ perfectly obeyed the law and that our salvation is dependent upon His person and His work.